Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. What's up and welcome inside Studio 34 right here in Midtown Manhattan. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, Wall Street, Matt Padika. For the next hour, we got you covered leading up to the best friends forever. Want to go through some news and notes from NFL OTAs. Got um, a couple teams going through the organized team activities right now. Got some news out of Browns camp. Got some news out of Pittsburgh Steelers camp, so we'll hop into that and break that down. But where I want to start at today, gentlemen, is with the Philadelphia Eagles, the world champion Philadelphia Eagles. And no, I'm not going to talk about them being disinvited to the White House for taking their stand on social injustices. But I am going to talk about the more important thing with the Philadelphia Eagles, the fact that their quarterback, Carson Wentz, you know, he didn't start Super Bowl Sunday. That was Nick Foles' gig, or as he's called in Philadelphia, BDN. I'm not going to call him BDN because I do not know that to be the truth, nor do I want to know if that's the truth or not. But what I will say is this. Carson Wentz, when he was healthy and got it rolling last year, he was one of the top quarterbacks in fantasy football. So I'm not sure. I know he was in that top five range all season long. He was looking like an MVP candidate. So now you fast forward to this year. A lot of people are ranking Carson Wentz a little bit lower because of the fact that, well, you had the ACL tier in November. You don't know how he's going to come back. Most people are looking at him in that quarterback two range. I can stash Carson Wentz, and if he progresses and gets healthier through the season, I can pop him in and have him for my stretch one. But wait, hold up. Guess who was participating in seven-on-seven drills today? That's right, Philadelphia Eagle quarterback Carson Wentz. All in, kid Jake Seeley. Welcome to the program, my man. How you doing? And what do you think about this news out of Philadelphia? Uh, it's it's good news. I'm doing well, but uh, it's good. I've I had Carson Wentz at number six this entire time. Okay. I, the fact was, we got reports weeks ago that he was going to be ready. He's wearing the knee brace. Even if he misses week one, I can survive week one. It's easier to replace your players at the beginning of the season than after. That was the whole argument when we took Le'Veon Bell despite his three-game suspension. So I've been on Carson Wentz. The fact is, is why he's not top five, because the only people that outscored him, to your point, last year were Deshaun Watson on a per-game basis. We're Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Those are the only two who had more per game than Carson Wentz, and that's even factoring in the game that Carson Wentz came out of. The problem with Carson Wentz and his numbers last year is it's Matt Ryan from 2016. Is The touchdown ratio is not sustainable year after year. There is some regression coming. If you look at the amount of touchdowns he had for the amount of completions and the amount of offensive drives, it's just it was otherworldly. So you look at these, a little bit of a step back. You factor in a little bit of the injury risk. I wasn't that concerned if we got to this point or next month and he was still struggling to get on the field. I'd be more concerned. But the fact that he's out there just doubles down on my fact that I have him at number six and I have no problem in being my QB1, even if I have to find a replacement for week one. All right, Jake Seeley is go ahead and taking a stand on Carson Wentz. Matt Medica, what do you think? You know, yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree. I don't see how he's not a top 10 quarterback, even if you factor in pullback. Uh, I mean, you're going to, I'm always going to draft two quarterbacks. I mean, the leagues we play in are usually 20 rounds anyway. But uh, that's why I kind of said yesterday with, with uh, Kirk Cousins that he should be a top-10 quarterback, but it's not an automatic thing. When you start factoring all these guys that are actually really good quarterbacks, you know, that top-10 is going to be pretty tight. All right, so here's the situation right here with Wentz. He doesn't get injured last year. He wins the league MVP, I think, almost hands down, over Tom Brady if he finishes the whole season. Two years ago, the league MVP was Cam Newton. He came back that next season. He stunk the joint up. Coming into last season, the reigning MVP was Matt Ryan. I don't want to say he stunk the joint up, but we saw serious regression from Matt Ryan. What's to make me think, Jake, that this streak is not going to continue where the guy that was playing lights out the year before regresses that next season? Because that's uh, that's an idiotic argument. That just be somebody else did it. See that this person. Well, is it's going to two do that. years in a row, Jake, is a pattern. Oh, two? No, it's not. 
It's a pattern. It's not a pattern. It's a trend. This is a, it's not a trend. This is. I walked out. It was sunny for two days in a row. It's going to be sunny it's for the pa- third. Oh, look, it's, it's raining. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, not anything. And I'm not. You know, I'm saying that I, I know you're not being serious in the fact that you know. Oh, it's going to be because I know what you're bringing up here. I think the point that you're making is the fact that the more so the Cam Newton is the fact that Cam Newton was coming back from an injury and didn't play up to it. But we're also talking about Cam Newton who relies on his legs. This isn't the same thing with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, the biggest thing we've already seen so far in the training camp so far when is the lateral movement. That's what we need to see is, yes, it's always fine when you hurt your knee and you can move front and back, but we want him to be able to move in the pocket laterally, and he's already doing that. The knee brace is going to limit him all season, but he's not somebody that was ever putting up huge rushing numbers. He definitely runs more than the average quarterback, but we're not talking about Cam Newton level. So all I want to see is that he has no limitations in the pocket. Everything after that, that's that's going to come with it. Just make sure he's comfortable and doesn't look hesitant and he's moving side to side well, and that's all we really care about with Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll I'll agree that those touchdown, that touchdown percentage. I mean, I, I actually kind of cried last year when I got home that Sunday afternoon. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit because one of my teams was, was not the same those final few weeks yeah. after uh, Mr. Wentz went down. But I'm not going to buy that narrative. It, I understand what, what you're getting from there. But I, I think with the head coach there, uh, I, 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 I think that division is not that good. I just so I, I want to be honest. I mean, I'm looking at All right. Giants, Eagles, and I mean, the Giants. Washington, I think it's one of the best divisions in football, to be honest with you. Anybody, any one of these teams can win the division. But look at you. I, I got to disagree with Since you brought up the schedule. You got. And we can get back to that because mm-hmm. I know Matt. Don't start this with my, with I'm my not, Cowboys. I'm not no, don't to do come that. At you with because you're a Cowboy fan. Yeah. I'm just being honest. I know Jake. I know Jake is a Giant fan. Yeah. Even though he looks like he walked off the set of uh, Duck Dynasty today. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I don't think these teams are that good. All right. So there you go. This is the schedule. They start with the Falcons. That's a playoff team from last year. They got the Buccaneers after that. Then they got the Colts. And they got a, the Titans, another playoff team from last year. The Vikings, another playoff team from last year. What should be a much-improved Giants team? The Panthers were a playoff team last year. The Jaguars were a playoff team last year. The Saints were a playoff team last year. Oh, you got the D.C. football team, and you got the Dallas Cowboys, and you have the Rams who were a playoff team last year. The Texans, who could have been a playoff team last year. They got seven playoff teams on their schedule from last year. And They're and, not going to be as good. And the, the, uh, What, what that were those means, teams the year before? Huh? Well, what were those teams the year before? Well, Corey, it's strict the schedule. It means nothing in the offseason. Those aren't going to all be playoff teams this year. Okay. The strength of schedule changes every single year. The fact that, to Matt's point, like the Giants should be better, but uh, they're still the Giants could easily start one and six if you look at their. Actually, they could start zero yeah, and seven. If I you agree look with Jack. <laughs> the, the fact is, though, if you look at their schedule, what if something goes differently and all of a sudden they put everything together and one of those teams falls apart, somebody gets an injury, and all of a sudden they start the season five and two? Like it's just year after year after year. Strength of schedule is way, way to just and analyze the talent and the talent is the fact that the Eagles are one of the best teams in the league. I mean, I think the Giants are going to be a better team this year. Yeah. I, I do believe that. I, I just don't know how good are they going to be. I think they're a much better fantasy football team. I think, you know, for fantasy, they I want to support be, two first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they can support that. You got a guy like Sterling Shepard. Uh, you, you have the uh, tight end in Ingram. They, they got plenty of weapons there. But, I mean, l- look at the Cowboys. You got Zeke, you know, one of the best running backs in the game. But what else does that offense have? That maybe, Prescott. That, maybe that defense is somewhat improving, but I think it's still a long ways to go. 844 Whether you got keeper questions, whether you want to talk strategy, whether you want to chop it up, whether you're a Goon Squad member looking to say hello for the 2018 season, the telephone lines are open. When you go to the skill positions, Jake, let's start at the running back. Jay Ajay back in the mix. You talk to Corey, uh, Corey Clement. Well, they have some other stiffs. They're not Legarrette Blunt's not there no more. I think the interesting one and the one that people are overlooking is going to be the return of Darren Sproles. Uh, no, I'm. Uh, you're right. I'm not overlooking it. Right. I've been bringing this up for the past two weeks. That so uh, actually, really quick. Shout out to Monty Machado catching Adam Jones' bat flying out of his hand while he's standing in the batter circle. I wow. just want to give Manny Machado does everything. So in any case, back to the football is yeah. I've been talking about this. I'm glad you're on the same page, Corey, because everybody. I brought this up after I did about five magazine mocks two weeks ago, and I saw Corey Clement going eighth round, ninth round, ninth eighth, like kind of in that mid tier or mid uh, draft range. And I'm sitting here saying the same 
same thing you are. Like, is everybody forgetting about Darren Sproles? I know he's coming off a season-ending injury. I know there's a big question on what he's going to do. And I'm not advertising and suggesting that people go out and draft Darren Sproles, and all of a sudden Darren Sproles is going to be right back to being an RB3, RB2 in PPR. But let's not forget what he brings. This guy is one of the best pass-catching running backs in the past decade. In NFL and history. Yeah, he's going to be involved in this offense. And you're talking about an offense, which look at the front. Look at who it's led by. Look at the Doug Peterson. This is not an offense. Because I'm, I'm saying the same thing about Ajayi, too. I'm not investing in Ajayi. I'm not investing in Clement as an eighth rounder. I'm not investing in this backfield because it's very Patriots-like, and they're going to change every single week. Ajayi is going to be the lead, but who knows who's going to be the best option week in and week out. Ajayi would be my first choice, but Ajayi in the fourth round is too expensive. Ajayi in the fourth round, too expensive for the all-in kid. He makes good points. Ajayi may be the guy with the talent, Matt. We don't know how the rotation is going to go. And on a week-to-week basis, can you depend on one of these Philadelphia Eagle running backs to be a top 24 fantasy running back? Uh, see, that's, that's the truth. Mainly Jay Ajayi, because he's the one with the high draft with the high, with the high um, draft pick. I think the rotation continues, uh, especially, like you said, with Sproles coming back. If he's healthy, he's going to be involved. They do have a role for Corey Clement as well. So, I mean, you, you look at Ajayi, I believe he's the 22nd running back off the board currently in the uh, NFFC. That's so, an RB2, right? So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's back-end yeah. RB2. And that's where, you, that's where you would rank him at as a back-end RB2? Unless there was somebody telling me, unless I had concrete evidence that he was going to be substantially used like he was going to be it doesn't have to be the bell cow but if i knew if i had faith in him getting a larger role which i don't other guys in the philadelphia eagle backfield includes uh matt jones wendell smallwood and emory hunt favorite donnell pumpery from san diego state <laughs> oh yeah i mean that, that, yeah you can laugh but one of them is going to be involved too is smallwood or pumphrey is going to make the roster oh yeah no doubt i, I agree with you on that i think matt jones is the guy out when you look at the wide receivers uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar lead the way. Nelson Aguilar with a nice nice bounce back season last year. Listen, I wasn't on Nelson Aguilar at all. I was like, son is trash. Remember the year before that, he had the mental issue going on? No parts. Then you know what? N- at last season, Aguilar also, uh, he showed some breakout ability. He had a very good season. I'll give props. I, listen, I wasn't in on Nelson Aguilar. I wasn't in on Devin Funches. Them two dudes came through big. I don't know if I'm going back to Aguilar. Definitely going to get a piece of Funches. Dick, when you look at some of the pieces in this Eagle offense, Aguilar and Jeffrey, the big names, but also Mike Wallace and Marcus Wheaton join this rotation now. Yeah, you still have everybody's, I guess, more so fantasy Twitter favorite, Mac Hollins, which, look, the fact is, the only two people you really trust are Jeffrey and, and the fact that Aguilar stepped up. Look, I thought Aguilar possibly peaked in college, talent-wise, like, just because what he brings is he's one of the best route runners, but his skill, his overall skill was never that great. It still isn't that great. He's just been able to find and fit in that role in this offense finally. And you mentioned some of it was mental, but the Eagles have been able to get the best out of him and put him in his su- chance to succeed. Obviously, with the emergence of Carson Wentz, that only helps that. So it's not that Aguilar all of a sudden is a new player. It's just he's finally gone to that peak that I said he had coming out of college and has really started to implement that in a fit in this offense. So I'm with Aguilar. I'm with Jeffrey. I have no problem with Jeffrey being a wide receiver too. Aguilar, I prefer to be my four. Uh, I would, I don't want him as my number three. After that, Mike Wallace is going to be what Torrey Smith was before. Oh, look, DFS-wise, he popped off this week, or best ball. That was cool. I got him for three games, but that's pretty much going to be it. 844-843-6879. Everybody on hold right now. Stay t- hang tight. We're going to come back. We're going to get to you after the break because your phone calls are important. What do you think, Matt Medica? Yeah, no, look, the one thing I will say, I think Mike Wallace is a better Tory Smith, but I, I'll say this about Nelson Aguilar. This would be my uh, breakdown. He's sandwiched between Jamison Crowder and Randall Cobb. If all three or five picks apart, I want Jamison Crowder and Randall Cobb over Nelson Aguilar. It's not close for me. Give me J. Cole in that situation also. I, it's, Corey, it's, you know where we're going here, right? Where are we going? You know where this is leading. Like, think about this. T- th- the skill position players, we're not sure, but the one person we are. Come oh, on. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Buy the cake and not the icing. There you go. There you go. Buy the cake, not the icing. Well, oh, then isn't that. Dak Prescott is a body cake and not the icing guy, too. Why yeah, right? is he not Elliot? How is he not a body cake? How is Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott. 
Prescott is by the three-day stale y'all hate, bagels. Now y'all hating on Dak. That's it. That's it. Y'all hating on Dak. <laughs> Dak Prescott is a buy-the-cake guy this year. Can we this point a second? Like, that buy-the-cake stuff. So I, I saw it on Twitter, the argument about how Eli Manning is so low, uh, so low in the ranks of quarterbacks, but everybody has the giant players going crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but people are scared to go back to Eli. Yeah, because Eli, when Eli, when Eli's supposed to have a good year, he sucks. When he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to suck, he sucks then too. But every now and then, he has a good year. Jake, you're not gonna be hating on Dak Prescott. I'm not hating on him. I'm being realistic about him. And I'm just being realistic about everything. The fact is, I saw the same thing Matt was saying. I was actually going to bring that up. Is There was a lot of tweets, and I forget who it was. I think it was like Clay and Salfino that were going at it. No, yeah, I know, but it started from somebody. I want to say it was like either Rich Rebar or somebody. Somebody, it was one of those people that actually tweeted out initially and said, no quarterback with a wide receiver one, an RB one, and a tight end one has ever finished lower than QB 14 in a season, ever. And that was the whole point. And that's where that spurned from. And that's where it got the Eli Martin. And then they all got involved with that. I saw the same thing. Here's the difference. That that wide receiver one, RB one, tight end one hasn't happened in quite a few years. This is a different landscape in fantasy football. I have Eli Manning QB two, but he's a mid low QB two just because there's still a lot of doubts with Eli Manning and the landscape of football that we're in now. You could actually have all three of those things and still have a quarterback that doesn't finish in the top 20 just because of the other names in hey. front of them. It, I, think it's, I think it's a different playing field than we're talking about seven years ago. All right, when we come back on the other side, i let Medica hop right back in. I'm continuing to defend Dak Prescott. I want to talk a little second-year running backs with your telephone calls coming up next. Fantasy Football Frenzy, day three of the 2018 season. Thanks for rocking with us. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Mode. Alright, 844-843-6879. Fancy football frenzy, FNTSY Radio. Um coming up a little bit later on in this segment, we're gonna talk about some second year running backs that are going in the second round. I'm gonna have somebody break that down for us. And then the three of us, veterans, we'll 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 uh grade them. We'll do that. Um I don't want y'all hating on Dak Prescott. So we'll get we'll get to that at some point. We'll table Dak Prescott for now. Because Dak Prescott is a buy a cake, not the icing guy this upcoming season. <laughs> you laugh all you want. I, I, I think that's crazy, though. I'm, I, look, I, I respect I your opinion you're on, on, Dak on a lot of things. But, I mean, look, I'm, I'm an honest Bills fan and stuff. I'm an honest Dallas Cowboy fan. What are these receivers? Uh, I mean, Alan Hearns is... Well, wait, 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 just... I'm, I'll explain later. 844-843. You all right, son? Are you, turn, turn your microphone on. Yeah, it's on. All right, there you go. I... I, I <laughs> Before I left the fourth floor, I said to young Cardano, I said, I'll call for you, right? I did not call for him. <laughs> he showed up. He's here, you know what I mean? But we'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, you got some people on the telephone lines. I want to hop in and get to them. And uh, 844-843-6879, Tyler is in Georgia. What's going on, Tyler? Welcome back. Taylor. What's going on, guys? Good to see you guys good, back on the you? week. Glad to be back, Taylor. How's everything going? It's going all right. It's hot down here. Oh, well, it's, it's, hot. it's it's hot in this room. I'll be honest. It's getting here. It's getting near there too. How can we help you? I got two defensive questions. Um, what teams do you guys improved the most in the draft this off season? And then what are y'all's top three defenses heading into the 2018 season? And I'll get off and let you guys talk about it. I, I'll be 100% honest with you. I'm not ready to talk defenses yet. I'm probably ready to talk defenses on, in week two or three. I'll say Jacksonville's number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I'll let you know that. I, I like Jacksonville. I like the Saints. I like the Vikings. I, Eagles. I like the Eagles. Too. The way they score a lot on special teams. Jake, are you going to tackle this defense question? Because this is – We've been on air for three days. We've got two defense <laughs> questions. Really Y'all got to have something more important to talk about than the defense. You know what I'm saying? Jay, can you give us any insight? Is there a link we can check for defensive rankings yet? 
Yeah, go back to the Exclusive Edge Package when it comes out next week. Oh, that's right. The Exclusive Edge Package from RotoExperts.com almost a week away from now. So be getting prepared for that. I'll be working in it. Jake's going to be working in it. Matt Medica, you already know how that goes. But I do like a, 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 lowly rank, a, a lower ranked defense that I like this year is the New Orleans Saints. And I know everybody's going to hate, but look for a rebound and improvement from the Dallas Cowboy defense also. So y'all say what y'all want. I have an important that. question. Will uh, T.I. Thursdays be coming back tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow will be T.I. Thursday. Everybody on the fourth floor, get ready for that. All right, uh, let's go out to California and talk to my man Brian and Cali. Brian, what's cracking? Uh, hold on, how you guys doing? I'm doing good, Brian. You a Dub fan, Dub Nation guy? No. No, oh, all right, well, cool. I'm a Laker guy. Oh well, I'm, I'm so- born and raised in L.A. I'm- all right, so you hella, <laughs> hella, hella Lakers. Okay, what we got, Brian? What's up with I'm you? Not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fair weather fan, Corey. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you trying to insinuate something, Brian? <laughs> Brian's brilliant. Yeah. There's no you like every team that's winning. I will. Very funny. Go ahead with your question. <laughs> All right, I got a keeper question. So I got uh, Deshaun Watson, Josh Gordon, who I can keep one in the tenth, one in the ninth. I got Alvin Kamara for sure, who's a keeper in the thirteenth. Uh-huh. And then I got uh, Derrick Henry in the seventh. I know Jake's not a Derrick Henry guy, but I like in him seventh, in the seventh. Though. That might be. I like him in the seventh. You already. But keep- then I got a. Tr- all right, who do you want? I got a trade offer. All right, what's the trade offer? Guy wants to trade me a six-round pick for Josh Gordon. Trade you a six-round pick. So I'm thinking draft. about doing that and then keeping and then keeping Henry, Watson, and Kamara. Now, I, I was going to say no, too. I like I, – I, I think you got to keep Josh Gordon in this situation. <laughs> or you going to tell him to keep Watson? No, you, 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 I, was, I would keep Watson, first yes, of all. Just say ninth or tenth. Yeah, that that's ninth or tenth for Deshaun Watson. No, you don't get a six for Josh Gordon. You get a first or a second because you got keepers on top of it. So you're technically starting in the third or fourth round. The sixth is no. You you don't give, you don't give somebody Josh Gordon in the sixth round. No, I understand that. That's what I'm saying. I can keep him, so it would, it would be a ninth round kit. Uh, but how many can you keep? How many can, how many can you keep, Brian? Three, three. So you keep three. three. You keep Watson, Kamara, and Henry. Now, when it comes to Josh Gordon, he wants to did that trade for no, Josh Gordon. You keep Gordon? Watson, Kamara, and, and Gordon. That's what I said. No, you said Henry. But oh, okay, my bad. Now, what can you get for Henry? Is my question. That's what I'd be looking to see here. I haven't, I haven't floated that out there yet, so I'm not sure. No, no, no. So, uh, to go back to the thing, Corey. Here's the problem: is like, for, like I've done this keepers too, where you can trade keepers for draft picks or whatever. Just because you can't keep them doesn't mean you take subpar value for him because if you throw him back in the draft, you're forcing somebody to invest that capital or you might get him back. You have to get a worthy draft pick value. Getting a sixth rounder is not worthy. You got to get where he's going or close to it in the draft. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Jake. I'd rather make somebody have to pay, pay the premium price on it. Or like you said, if you get lucky, you can get him back. But, I mean, I would explore the option of Henry. If you Just looking at it, if you want to have one from every position, I mean, you're getting Watson, who, who I'm definitely keeping, Kamara, obviously. And, I mean, Josh Gordon is a risk. You know, he's no guarantee. But if I can have Kamara, Gordon, Watson, that's a pretty damn good start. And I'm sure there's at least one guy in that league that loves Derrick Henry. I mean, he does have his detractors. He's got his supporters. But there's usually at least one guy that's all in on uh, Henry. Yeah, but see, if I keep Henry and then I do trade Gordon, that means I would give that guy my 17th round pick, then I would have two six-round picks. So wait, wait, is Henry's a 7th or it. a 17th? I mean, I'm confused. No, Henry's a 7th. But I'm saying if I traded Josh Gordon for a six-round pick. No, don't do that. You can't, we're we're telling can't. you not to. No, I got you. I got you. All right. Thanks for your time, guys. Oh, thanks for the call. All right, 844-843-6879. Let's head out to Chris in Detroit. What's up, guys? What's the deal, Chris? How you doing? Glad to have you. Glad to be back. Glad, glad you guys are back. What do you want to talk about? Uh, Wanted uh, to touch base on the uh, the Broncos running running game. Do you think they're going to do a committee, or is Booker going to finally be able to be the starter? See, I, I'm, a Devon- I'm, I'm a Devontae Booker guy. I think Booker's the player you want. You can get him for a song. He's going in that – I've seen him going in that 10, 11-round range of some of the early MFL 10s that I've been doing. Now the dude, the kid Freeman, is going in like the 6th, 7th round. Everybody's buying the rookie, forgetting about Devontae Booker. 
I'm going to take the price on Devontae Booker, put him on my bench, and hope that he hits. That's how I'm carrying it. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I'm going to, you know, depending on the price, uh, I'm not really sure where Freeman's going here. I want to double-check that. I mean, Devontae Booker, as if, if I'm getting him for a song and I want to have uh, backup running backs, I'm going to be more invested in Freeman here. I think he's the guy that they're going to go with and stuff like that. It's just I want to see his ADP to uh, confirm that I'm willing to pay that price. He's going 60, basically 64th overall. So, I mean, look, I don't think that's, a, that's an insane price. You're looking... Uh, How you like the rookie over the veteran? Look, I think they've invested in... We've seen some of what Booker has done. I don't think Booker is trash, but if they really thought Booker was the guy and stuff, I don't know. I, 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 I think Freeman is the one... I would take the shot on, especially if I'm getting him early in the sixth round. All right, there you go right there, A4. Jake, uh, hopping on that uh, right quick with these Bronco running backs. Uh, I'm taking Freeman earlier than that. Freeman's going to lead this backfield. There's not even a question in my mind. And I was a Booker fan coming out of college, but the fact is Booker's had his opportunities, and Booker's failed multiple times, just like C.G. Anderson. This backfield has just been miserable for a while here. Royce Freeman is going to lead it. Royce Freeman's got the power. He will near 1,000 yards. Devontae Booker is going to stay in the mix, but he's going to be the change of pace, complimentary pass-catching option at this point. All right, so there you go right there. Uh, how are you doing, young Cardano? How bad? How about you? Good. Are you, are, are you uh, ready for your uh, examination today? Yeah. Are you sure? How's your headphones? Terrible, but Because the headphones was not, your headphones was not working for some odd reason. If we can get somebody up in the break to take a look at why the headphones over here in this corner are not working, because I don't, you know, we have to do this. We have to get this done. All right, so you're getting ready for fantasy football season, right? Yeah. How many leagues are you playing normally? Uh, two or three, probably. Everybody, this is our fearless leader, Mike Cardano. This is Junior. So, all right, so you're playing about two or three leagues. Yeah. If you want to get into this business, son, you're going to have to up that league play. You know, you get a little bit more. But in league. all fairness, I think it's the perfect amount. If you really want to, like, uh, concentrate, but you're right. Matt, how many? I mean, yeah, I'll Matt, do, Matt, I'll do Matt, daily, many, too. Matt, how many are you going to play in? Uh, two or three? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably do two or three. Uh, Hundred, yeah. <laughs> All right, so so what I want to bring you in on today and get you in, into, into the discussion on, you got some rookies, a trio of rookies, excuse me, a trio of second-year running backs that are being drafted in the second round of fantasy drafts. I want you to rank them for me and break it down why you rank them that way. We're going to go PPR format. I'm going to go Dalvin Cook coming off a torn ACL. If I'm not mistaken, Cook was leading the NFL in rushing when he tore the ACL. I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey, PPR goal last year, had 80 receptions. And I'm going to go Joe Mixon, who for the most part was a dog last year. I got to go with my guy Christian McCaffrey at number one. Um, a really productive rookie year. The upcoming season, he's got a ton of hype around him. Um, even Ron Rivera said he's going to get about like 200 total touches. Um, he's expected to get that big workload. They do have C.J. Anderson coming in, but he's going to be more of like a goal line guy, especially PPR. Um, McCaffrey's going to be a great guy to have. His size is also deceptive because he can run in between the tackles. No one really knew that um, coming out of college. Um, also, they got... Right. They got North Turner, too, a uh, new offensive coordinator. He's going to find ways to uh, get the ball in his hands. So you're not worried about uh, C.J. Anderson getting the goal line work? I think he'll get just the goal line work. I think McCaffrey will be the every down back, and then he'll be similar to, like, a Jonathan Stewart role. All right. Even though McCaffrey will get the majority of the workload. Yeah. All right, who you got next out of those three? Who's ranked next? I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook, even though he's coming off that um, ACL. I think he's going to be continue to be the workhorse back. Um New offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer, lead. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, the offense is really explosive, though. They got Diggs, Thielen, Cousins, and Rudolph. So many weapons. And also, he's going to be a factor in the passing game because McKinnon's gone. That's what he was doing. And the defense is looking better than ever, and that's a great sign because if they're up, they're going to have to run the ball. And finally, Joe Mixon. He's going to be good. I just um, – promising rookie year. They, last year, they had, like, arguably one of the worst offensive lines in football. Um, and they changed offensive coordinators after two games, so that obviously didn't work in his favor. He had to compete with Jeremy Hill and Bernard, and despite that, he still had a little over, I think, 900 yards total. Um, he was even ranked, I saw this interesting, it was 16th by Pro Football Focus. That's ahead of Fournette, Mark Ingram, and Devontae Freeman. Um, and the offensive line's better now. They got Cordy Glenn in the offseason. Not too difficult of a schedule, and 
He's going to lose some touches to the always unreliable Giovanni Bernard, but again, I think he'll be a breakout player. I think he's a breakout player this year, so you don't mind paying that second-round draft price for, a Joe, for Joe Mixon? I don't think so. I think he's going to be the guy there, um, but I just think McCaffrey and Cook will be more valuable. Would you start a 12-team redraft? Would you start a 12-team redraft with, um, let's say, would you start David Johnson and then in the second round come back and take Joe Mixon? Oh, yeah. No doubt about that, and you feel comfortable with that? Oh, yeah. Um, David Johnson's a top tier guy and plus having Joe Mixon in he's going to be high RB2 low RB1 numbers yeah I like that alright 844-843-6879 Matt Medica, uh your rank how do you rank those three and then give young Cardano a great remember that you know he, his pops controls yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, look everybody knows how much I love CMC but I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook as the first guy off the board for me and it's, it's kind of interesting if you're looking at the NFFC ADP right now. One is the 10th running back off the board. The other is the 11th running back off the board. I just think Dalvin Cook, he's shown in those five games. I mean, he really would have had some season. I didn't see him slowing down at any point. And uh, it was unfortunate, the injury. I do want to watch this next month or two, see how everything with that injury goes. But if everything's healthy, it's Dalvin Cook. CMC, I agree. I think CMC will get more touchdowns than we think. I think in that second season, he's put on some more. Uh, he's bulked up a bit. I, I, I think he's going to have a better grasp of the league himself. And we've seen he was, what, uh, through week 16, the eighth uh, running back in PPR last year. So, I mean, he's, he's a guy I want to own. And then Joe Mixon. I apologize last year for Joe Mixon. That'll be one of the one of the stigmas I'll have on me. You know, it's, it's like my scarlet we clean, letter. We have a clean slate, yeah. Matt. No, I'm not. But, I haven't mentioned Isaiah Crowell yet. We have a clean slate. But uh, but you know, it, he, he uh, young Mike makes a, a junior makes a lot of good points here about mixing. Uh, there's a lot to like. I'm still a bit leery after getting burned, but I'm not that person that writes a player off the following year. All right, Jay, come in and back clean up for us. What do you think? Uh, it's Dalvin Cook, number one, and it's not even really a conversation for me because the only thing that's going to hold Dalvin Cook back is if he's not 100%, and he's already on the field, already wants to do more, and Dalvin Cook, as you mentioned, was leading the league before he went down. Dalvin Cook in this offense is going to be basically unstoppable if he's unhealth- if he's healthy. Dalvin Cook, for the people that always talk about who's that guy who could enter in that conversation with the top four, he is that guy if he's healthy. He's one of those names where... Don't be surprised if he plays 16 games. All of a sudden, Dalvin Cook's the fourth or fifth best running back in the league next year. So that's really what it comes down to. But the same order as Matt. It's Cook, McCaffrey, and Mixon. Mixon's got too many questions. Matt, I just wrote yesterday about I'm writing the last year's trash. You love that, Corey. Last year's yep. trash for the Roto Exclusive Edge package. And Joe Mixon is one of them, bringing up the exact same points that Mike was just saying over there. However, the problem that I have is with the McCaffrey part because the guy's not rushing for 200 t- attempts. He's just not. He had only had 117 last year. Some Somebody with his body mass index is just not built and not being used that way in the NFL. And I'm somebody who argued that he can handle more than people assume coming out of college. They signed CJ Anderson to be Jonathan Stewart, and he's better than Jonathan Stewart is at this point of his career. So Christian McCaffrey is going to see more than he is last year, but he's not going to lead the backfield in carries. So leading the backfield in touches is two different things. You have a grade? Oh, grade? Yeah, for, I'll for, give him a oh. B minus. Okay, very good. A B minus, that's good. Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, yeah, I'll go with that because he had McCaffrey one. He's, he's got room to improve. He's got to get a little ding on that, but you know, he had McCaffrey two and then Mixon. I give you an A plus. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Before we hit the break, let's head out to Jeff in Atlanta right quick. Jeff, what up, A Town? What's going on, fellas? Thanks for taking my call. No doubt. Um, Kind of Jones, and so glad you guys are back, ready for some football. It seems Thank like you. it's been forever. Um, I got a keeper question. Now I have, um, I can keep Alvin Kamara, or I can keep Deshaun Watson. Now Alvin Kamara for a 14th, and Deshaun for Kamara. my last pick of the draft. Doesn't doesn't matter, yeah. Kamara. Doesn't matter. And when you can keep Kamara in the 14th, you already got a leg up. You get a reward of six. You do agree with that, right, man? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's look, it, it's a quarterback versus. Uh, a r- insanely good running back after his first season. All right, so there you go. What do you think about that? Keep a 14th McCarroll or that? What's that? I, I can't even hear. Anything. Oh no, don't worry, don't don't worry about that. Uh, go, go, Jeff, come on. What are you about to say, Jeff? 
Let me look. Do we have? Jack I'm gonna change my grade because you can't hear anything, so he gets an A minus. Uh, there, there, there you go. <laughs> he he more or less was the, the caller wanted to know a, 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 and a keeper. Who would you rather keep, Kamara in the 14th or Deshaun Watson in the last round of the draft? I'm gonna go Deshaun Watson. Uh, so you're not gonna give an F. So. <laughs> I think there's a lot fail. of good running backs out there. I know Kamara's good, but he's splitting time. I know he's uh, Ingram's out the first four games, but there's a lot of good running backs. Watson's a special talent. That's young Mr. Cardano. I'm the fantasy executive, the all-in kid, Jake Sealy. We finish on the telephones with you, 844-846-879. Why pay high rake when you can play daily fantasy baseball and pay half the rake on fantasy draft? Featuring half-the-rate GPP and head-to-head contests, exclusive VIP experiences, and the most flexible lineup structures in the game, Fantasy Draft is the only DFS site that puts players first. They're also the only site to offer 6 of 7 PGA scoring, dropping your lowest golfer's score. Register today with the code FNTSY for a free $4 entry into a guaranteed winner contest in the sport of your choice. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. God's plan. God's plan. God's plan was to put the fantasy football frenzy back together, help you win more championships in uh, 2018. Telephone number 844-843-6879. Let me get myself situated over here. What's going on around uh, Rock and <laughs> I don't see the tree ladies and I don't see I'm birds f- and bangles and jack. I'm gonna find something. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good eye. I'm gonna find something before we uh. Before we turn the turn it over to the fantasy best friends forever, um, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, hold on, let me see, let's see what this all in kid. All right, all right, so I guess I guess I gotta read this. Um, um, I want to give a, a, a shout out, but uh, okay, I got that, Jake, I got that. I want to give a shout out to uh Ryan Shazier. He actually walked to the podium today. He was using a, he was using a, a cane, obviously, and he was walking slowly, but uh, he walked to the um. He walked to the podium today out there at Pittsburgh at the OTAs. He said the goal is to one day get back on the football field. Obviously, he has a long journey ahead of him. But definitely good to see Ryan Shazier back up and walking. I know that's what's the most important to him and his family. So there you go right there for Mr. Shazier. All right, here we go. A couple of news from um, organized team activities. Despite 49ers, Ruben Foster pleading no contest to a misdemeanor weapons possession charge today. The NFL is still mulling a multi-game suspension for him per sources because the NFL is in the investigation business. The NFL is like, you know, they, they the NFL has the power to oversee the police, so the NFL will go ahead and do that like they did to Ezekiel Elliott. And Kareem Hunt got into an incident where he uh, apparently is reported he punched a man in, in Ohio. No charges were pressed, but of course the NFL will come in there and do their due diligence as the 51st state. And um, let, let's leave it right there with those two um, situations. You about to say something, Matt? I was just going to say, if if people are persecuted for false reports, I think that's going to help out in many facets on many different levels. You know, look, I, I don't know what to believe anymore. I'm just going to be honest yeah. with you. Jake, anything on uh, Ruben Foster and Kareem Hunt? Kareem Hunt had two uh, off-season issues. I thought the best thing about Kareem Hunt was somebody that tweeted and said, you know it's false report because there is no resort in Ohio. So that was the that best comeback to that one. Yeah. So, no, see, look, the fact <laughs> is, is the NFL, like this is what I'm always going to come back to is this thing that I've always said about the NFL is still organizations. If the, if, and it's an, organiza- it's an organization that owns individual organizations. If they want to make their own rules, just as I said, our company wanted to make their own rules, we have to abide by them. If we got in trouble outside Side of work and we, you know the charges were dropped or you know there's people have driving incidents all the time and don't go to jail for them that i know a friend of mine who ended up yeah, i hate him for it because that's the it's despicable for me but in any case got a dui he's not in jail he had his license suspended for three months and all that nonsense but if his company was like we don't want somebody like that and like did the same thing with us while he wasn't that penalized to begin with, if the company wants to do something different, I don't have a problem with that. But all that being said is I would want the NFL or the 49ers or somebody to have some kind of evidence. Like just because it went away, if they have something tangible, at least share it with us. Don't keep this under the vest and just be like, well, you know, this is what we think about Ruben Foster. But no, like, if you want to suspend them because you found something that's fine, just be upfront with us and tell us that's why you're doing it. It's right. they're playing catch up. I think that's the major problem. They handled some issues really bad in the past, and I think that's why it's it's just a PR move for them 
where they don't want to look bad anymore. Carson Wentz was seven for uh Carson Wentz in his uh seven on seven work. He took about four snaps. Whatever that was the case, got out there, got his feet wet. I do know he completed three of those four passes. Um, red zone drills today in San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo threw four touchdowns in red zone drills. So I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> if y'all want to go out there and draft a kid as the first quarterback, top ten quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's a top ten quarterback. By all means, go ahead. I'm not gonna tell you not to. I'm not fighting that fight no more. What did you think of yesterday with Brady? Would he have 21 uh, completions, 13 to Chris Hogan? And that, that's interesting, you know. That's it's things like that you could pull off this time of year. We all agree that when when Chris Hogan is uh, yeah, I'm trying to summon somebody into the studio. <laughs> you know, I don't miss nothing. We all agree that when Chris Hogan is healthy, I I agree now that Chris Hogan will probably be the guy that that um is the guy you want to own out there. I just Chris Hogan never really stays healthy, and you never know with New England. But I can listen where he's going in that six seven range. I I can I can I'll make you holler on him. Um. Also today in uh, Browns OTAs, uh, Baker Mayfield said that he never saw anything like Josh Gordon. Well, the, the, the Oklahoma wide receivers is kind of the most you ever saw. You know what I'm saying? And Josh Gordon run uh, laps around them. Is Josh Gordon being? Is Josh Gordon a value? Uh, Jake is he being under under drafted? In mm, drafts, I've been so far slightly. I'd say by yeah. about a half a round. The fact is. I mean, I can tell you where I have Josh Gordon, and I won't tell you projections because that's part of the exclusive ish package. Ding. Uh, but I, yeah, I have Josh Gordon number 14. And honestly, you can make a case he deserves to be higher than that. I think that sounds about right. You know, I'm I think the only question, the only reason you, he's there, and these are projections wise, is conservative because Tyrod Taylor is never going to have a pass happy offense. And then if they make the change to Baker Mayfield, who will be better for a passing game, is still going to have rookie bumps. So I think that's like, if you want to talk about, Next year, and Baker Mayfield is everything we think he's going to be. Josh Gordon's going to be back in the top ten conversation. And uh, just speaking of Oklahoma, just to throw this out there, the A's their uh, first round draft pick is supposed to be the starting quarterback for Oklahoma. Yeah, That's I saw that. Wild. His name is Kyler Murray. They said the kid is a dynamic two sport athlete. Kyler Murray. Um, I'm playing baseball. So I'm him. Yo, I, I'm telling the A's. You got to sign me. Well, the you thing about it is, if you okay? It, I now, Jake, you say you're playing baseball. If you're him, here's the thing: a quarterback is different because. You're not supposed to get hit as much being a quarterback, and you're going to make no, no, no. a sugar, honey, iced tea load of money. But if you're getting paid now, if they say, no. look, we don't That's- want you to play college football, here's, here's your signing bonus contract. You ain't, I, I'm not turning that down. Not even that. This, uh, here's a couple things, Corey. Is the fact you can be of, a bigger it, it, star and make more money playing no, football. No, no, won't make more money. He could easily make more money in baseball. And the fact is he's making $5 million right now if he signs that contract. Mm-hmm. The first year, Actually, that slot where he was drafted is 4.8 if you want to get technical, which probably means, to Matt's point, they probably go to five, maybe five and a half to make sure he doesn't. He's already Now, all this being said, he's already saying he's playing fall football, and they already drafted with that understanding. I'm talking about after that because here's the difference. Is if he's a first round prospect, if he's a top 10 talent, well, we're assuming that he's going to be in the majors in two to three years. That's really the course we're looking at. Worst case scenario, the guy's four to five, and he's a disappointment at that point anyway. He might even be up in two years if he's on these Albies paths and the Cunhas and all that type of the world. Two to three years he's in the majors. That means he's coming up on a buyout contract from his team to prevent the arbitration, like the John Singleton situation, which is now $30, $40 million that he's looking at. He's already making $5 million before that even happens. Best case scenario in football, if he becomes Baker Mayfield, if he becomes a first-round talent, he's not even being drafted for three years in football. So he's already ahead of the game in baseball, and now he's up on that next contract in baseball where he's going to be working off the rookie contract in football. So he's making a hell of a lot more money in baseball. Maybe he just loves football. Look at Russell Wilson. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying yeah. if you got to do what's your passion. Yeah, if no doubt. If it's his passion to do football, absolutely. I support the guy. My to make passion, his passion is to take $5 million. Dollars. Yeah, no, no, five million. Right. That's, I'm that's a... very passionate about yes. $5 million, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I can continue on making new passions. Yeah. $5 million. <laughs> and habits. <laughs> Passions and habits. That's a nice name for a, uh, for a gentleman's club. <laughs> Passions and habits. <laughs> I need to get a pat. I need to. You're really that. mulling that over. You yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna trademark that. Passions and habits at Gentlemen's Club, brought to you by the Fantasy. It's almost as good as Plug and Connect. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Mo. <laughs> it is almost as good as Plug Plug and Connect. You're 100 percent correct about that. What is that? X Tunes. What Plug and Connect? Yeah. You don't know what the plug is, Jake? No. 
The plug. I was making it. No, no, I know what the plug. Oh, I actually had this them. conversation with my friend who got me some uh, Oakleys on the cheap, and I already and had this said, whole conversation. Yeah, and you was like, "That's the, you got the plug." Yeah. He, no, he was like, "Well, no." He actually said he, while I was on the phone, he's like, "Hold on, I gotta call you back. I gotta, I'm, I'm with the plug." There you go. He's with so, the plug. So I, I already, yeah, I was joking. I was making an iTunes X Tunes because the plug is neck being dirty. That's that's what oh. I was going with. And and then you had the def, the, the Darkwing Duck thing earlier. Oh man. I yeah, I really don't know anything about Darkwing Duck. I know Jake is oh. a big fan, but uh, it was after my time. The telephone line's still open before the BFFs get up here. Uh, Tariq Cohen is supposed to have this dynamic role, right? I'm going to have exposure to Tariq Cohen this year. It's probably going to be in the 30 to 40% range. I'll be 100% honest right. with you. Give me all the Jordan Howard. You, you, you'll take Go. all the Jordan Howard. Oh, he's going way too cheap. You're giving me Jordan Howard in the third round. And Even I like Jordan uh, Howard this year. I know that. <laughs> yeah, to Warren Sharp, he's already done this entire breakdown. I mean, everybody should go read it if you can on the Bears and the offense for this year and the fact that, you know, look, we're already we're moving even further away from John Fox. They're going to run more shotgun this year, which actually Jordan Howard averaged five yards and seven yards per carry in the shotgun the past two seasons. has been more productive out of the shotgun for people that automatically assume that pass-catching running backs are the ones who benefit the most. Jordan Howard is not going away. It, yes, you concern a little bit in PPR. He takes a slight hit. He moves from being the 10th, 11th best running back to like 13, 14. But again, still in the third round, I'm taking what is essentially a fantasy bell cow running back. There will be a few off weeks, but no running back outside of the top five doesn't have a few. Off. Melvin Gordon had a few off games. There's going to be off weeks with almost everybody. Yeah, I mean, maybe the czar has him as, as a top 10 this year. All right, uh, right quick, I'm going to hop in here. This is Michael Girardi on Twitter. Sony Michelle has had at least a couple plays in each of the last two days that have opened eyes. Today he made a nifty move after catching a screen pass that allowed him to escape a group of three defenders. Who knows if he'd have gotten popped with no pads on. Apparently we're starting to get more and more reports like, reports, excuse me, like this about Sony Michelle. I'm going to be exposed to even, even if I got to overpay, I'm going to have him. I'm definitely going to be exposed. Oh, Matt, Matt said I'm all in. <laughs> I'm streaking down the street. Put that <laughs> Matt's taking that and he's running with it. Jake, they talking your man Sony Michelle up. I understand you got all the, the facts and the algorithms and all the stuff that says, you know what, Washington is not the best idea to pay his current price. But I think people are excited about the young man and I want to get excited about him too. Please do. Please, please spend that early draft pick in the draft with me. I want people to do that. Like the fact is, if you got Sony Michelle as your RB three, thumbs up. I'd do it all day long. It's just I'm not paying the price. Your people and the price is only going to go up. It's June. This is what we do in June all year long. Are we really? Is Terrell Pryor making a one handed catch in the end zone again? Are we going to do that too? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, that 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 was. Uh, I was excited about that. Yeah, yeah. No, but it, it happens. Seriousness, though. I mean. I'm looking at a guy right now, say, 55th uh, overall. I, 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 this is a team that's going to score a lot of points. They are in – their division opponents are the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins. That's six games right there. I just think the opportunities are going to come there. Uh, Deion Lewis is gone. Look, Rex Burkhead is still there. He'll get – look, they know how to work it out in New England – I know it's frustrating. People have been burned, but you're not spending, you know, a top 30 pick on the guy. So yesterday, right, you know, I'm the mayor of Harlem. I don't know if any of you guys knew this. I'm the mayor. Are you up for re-election? Not yet. I, my, I run. Nobody I'm, primary, Jim. No, nobody yeah. primary. So what, you're, you're the second to last OG, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Jake. So um, they, nobody primaried me because it's Harlem, you know, and they, they, they respect my role. So yesterday I, had, I walked through the neighborhood. I had gotten a haircut in a couple of weeks and rich wearing a hat so i had to because i was like i was on the facetime with my daughter and she was like daddy what <laughs> you know what i'm saying she was like what are you doing i was like i was like i'm sorry kennedy he was like i have to get my hair done you got to go get something done with yours too i said you're absolutely 100 correct so yesterday i walked to the barbershop on the west side so it's dominican gentleman that cuts my hair on the west side of, of harlem he speaks very little english and his partner sitting next to him he speaks very little english or probably almost no english so um, I sat down in the chair. I told him what to do, right? So he, he talked to me in English. And he goes on talking to his partner in Spanish. So as he's like, as, a, as soon as I finish this story, so as I'm combing my hair, as he's combing my hair to get it ready for the Clippers, he goes to his partner, to the dude he was talking to. In English, though, he says, like Kevin Durant. And I was like, listen, son, I know I haven't. <laughs> 
had got a haircut in a couple months, but my joint is not like Kevin Durant's. Kevin Durant joint is nappy. That joint is peasy. That joint is rolled up. My joint is not like Kevin Durant's. Don't you dare do that. I don't know. All right, so I got to go. Hey, the BFFs are yelling at me. I got to go, YouTube. But if, don't let nobody tell you in Spanish that your hair is like Kevin Durant's. Cause that's not a, it's not a, it's not a uh, good thing. All right, so now signed off. BFF's got Mike. Pedro has never told me that, my uh, barber. The barber never told you that. that, that Pedro speaks very little English <laughs> as well. But. but he never, if, when he, somebody's cutting your hair and they say, like Kevin Durant, <laughs> I automatically got nervous because I got Indian in my family and it's not well, going to happen to me. say, like LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's getting there, though, Jake. Yeah, yeah. It's a little spot in the back of that joint that I'm like, all right, so Does cool. LeBron use that? Have you seen that commercial for that shake hair stuff that you shake it in and it's supposed to, like, fill in the oh, fibers? Topics. Topics. Yeah. Le- LeBron had, he had some kind of procedure done. A, a couple years ago, because LeBron was women he used to yeah, wear the headbands. It, it was all the way back. Here's my then. question, because this is a white person thing, Corey. Like I don't know that I don't know that black people use topics, but it, like, like I just want to know when you get in the pool, do you just have like hair that just starts floating all around you? It, it just says comes it's off? waterproof, I believe, on the commercial. Oh, topics. Yeah, this is yeah. not a. Um, hey, wow, they. What's how you spell the joke? T O P P I X. Oh yeah, they're, 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 well, they 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 do pretty good on the stock market. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I can, uh, I should invest in topics. I'm at topics? the point where like 15, 20 pounds and I'm shaving. The head. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, it, huh? Once man. I get in shape, it's yeah. Boom. Nah, no, no. They got some other stuff I seen on Instagram for uh, black dudes. If you want to fill in like your ball spot or something like that, you got to order it's it. It's not the spray can, is it? It's like it's something like a spray type thing. But it looks yeah. real good, you know, if you ever get to that, whatever, if you, you know, if you want to get into that cosmetic. It's a barber in Jersey that sells it. I had a, had a lady friend tell me about it. So I was like, what are you trying to, <laughs> what are you insinuating? Oh, she's like, she sent it to me. She sent it in my inbox. She was like, look at this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I got to still, I'm doing a height still, you know, I'm still doing a height. Y'all can't see this part <laughs> on the camera. You can't see that part. Very strategic when it comes to that right there. So, um. I haven't seen you without a hat in a long time, Corey. It's been a while. Yeah, since I um, I just be on camera so much, it's kind of become like my thing. I oh, didn't know I was in the studio with Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. Devontae Parker said his goal this year is to hit 1,000 yards receiving. My goal this year is to see that happen, Devontae Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Devontae Parker, stop it. His, Does he the, get five extra games? De- Devontae Parker said his focus is to stay healthy, and if he doesn't fight through it, and if he doesn't, to fight through it. As for outside opinions, he's not worried about anyone else's opinions outside the building. No, because you suck. And I was on Devontae Parker for years, you know what I mean? So there you go right there. So, so what is Kevin White's opinion? Oh, my God. <laughs> they, Kevin they, White wants to get 100 yards. Yo, they, I know, right? Do they even bring him to the podium? That's one of the worst draft picks in NFL he's history, get, Kevin he's White. He's going to have somebody steal his Lamborghini again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he got a Lamborghini but can't get on the football field. My goodness. Oh, wait, Matt. Are you saying somebody steals it so he can get the insurance? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, right? Because he figured that. that is gonna oh, be, I can't hold my Lamborghini. last year getting the NFL paycheck, Jack. So, uh, shout out to everybody downstairs on the fourth floor. Bones, Bavone, and JP. I know the great Nando DeFino's down there. Whoever else is down there, the young, the young, um, the young Bobby Cardano Nando. did a great job out today. If when that, if that next time that that intern that was in here yesterday, if he when if he enters the building, somebody let me know ASAP because I have a um, I got something I need him to do for me. There you go, right there. For the all in kid, Jake Seeley for Wall Street, Matt Medica, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. The BFFs come up next. <laughs> 